It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to an emergency episode of the Locked On Panthers podcast. I am your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday and sometimes like the times right now, dropping an emergency episode. We've done two of these now this week with Sam Donald likely going on IR. And then also we talked about a couple of weeks ago, Stephon Gilmore, the Carolina Panthers trading for him. But both of those podcasts pale into comparison to the episode we're about to have right now as the Carolina Panthers have re-signed Ace Boogie, number one, Cameron Jarrell Newton. Cam Newton is back. He's a Carolina Panthers. And I honestly cannot believe it. Let me go ahead and first off, eat this crow. I know a lot of people out there are absolutely ecstatic about Cam Newton being here and that I get shut up. Because on Tuesday, this is what I said. I tweeted out at Julian Council. Make sure to follow me there. After the Carolina Panthers signed Matt Barkley, I saw a lot of folks weren't happy about signing Barkley. Like, why would you do that? Cam's available. The Carolina Panthers signed Matt Barkley to be a backup to P.J. Walker. That was their reasoning to do that, and they knew that Sam Donald would be on IR to be out for at least a couple of weeks. So they signed Matt Barkley. And I was telling Carolina Panther fans, I tweeted this. If y'all are mad that the Panthers signed Matt Barkley instead of Cam Newton, you are out of touch with reality. Call it being too proud or whatever you want. But Matt Rule and the organization made her decision last April. What since then has Cam done to prove they were wrong? And that tweet helped me record my first ever ratio on Twitter. And I rightfully deserved it. I was brazen. I was bold. I was dismissive of your feelings of you wanting Cam Newton to come back and that Cam Newton was the best option. Now, I understood that Cam Newton was the best option available for the Carolina Panthers. I just didn't think that an organization that a year and a half ago said, no, Cam, we're good, which mind you, I don't think necessarily... I don't necessarily disagree with them doing that. At the time, I was not happy. I wanted to see Cam get another year. He was only going to be paying, uh, getting paid $19 million that season. I understood that Matt Rule, new head coach, coming from college to come to Carolina, and you have a new owner and Matt Rule, and sorry, and, and David Tepper, who inherited the organization, that like I understand that they might want to rebrand and remold the Carolina Panthers into their own image. And in order to do that, it's very hard to have a dominating presence like Cam Newton, who's been the face of the franchise. And maybe Matt Rule didn't think that he was to the task to be able to have Cam Newton as his quarterback. I didn't like the decision, but I understood why they would do that. In doing that, though, they brought in Teddy Bridgewater, who signed a deal that really never made sense. Three years, $63 million. Basically, it was a two-year deal. And after one season, a pandemic season, and where Teddy was unable to ever lead the Panthers to a game-winning or game-dying drive, David Tepper had seen enough. He told the media and everyone out there in Panther Nation that after 
getting rid of Marty Herney, they need to be in constant pursuit of that franchise quarterback. And if you do not have that quarterback who can win you a Super Bowl, you need to go out there and find him. They thought that could be Matthew Stafford. They tried to give up a first-round pick, PJ, uh, sorry, um, Teddy Bridgewater, and a third-round pick. Did not work out. Stafford didn't want to come here. Goes to L.A. It's worked out for him so far. Then they tried to go out there and get Deshaun Watson, who has his own issues. And as we know, just about a week ago during the trade deadline, they were still doing the little dance of whether they were going to try bring Deshaun Watson here to Carolina or not. And I still believe that had Watson not had those issues, he would probably be a Carolina Panther by now. But he's not. So they landed on Sam Darnold, and they sold the franchise for a second year in a, go- a, year, a row, a player who was never going to be a franchise quarterback and who was never going to lead them to a Super Bowl. There was never going to be a parade around trade and trying. It wasn't going to happen. There wasn't going to be a parade going down Moorhead or Mid Street. It was not going to happen with either Teddy Bridgewater last year or Sam Darnold this year. And Sam Darnold looked good for the first three weeks, although there were times where he certainly was missing players and made some mistakes that just weren't capitalized on by the defense. But he looked good for the most part in three weeks, for the first three weeks. Then since then... He's been downright awful, and now he has a shoulder injury where he's going on IR, and we've probably seen him play his last game as a Carolina Panther because you don't sign Cam Newton and then bring back Sam Darnold when Sam Darnold's healthy. It's over for him. He's got the $18.858 million, which will be his retirement fund, so he will be fine, and I'm sure that no Carolina Panther fans at all are worried about Sam Darnold and his financial position moving forward. All they are is excited that Cam Newton is back, but I believed Because Cam Newton was released by the Panthers, that they moved on from him and they had made their evaluation. They had the medicals that you and I and the public and the media don't have. So they have a better understanding of what's going on with the shoulder and whether they believe that he could be the same player that he was at least at the beginning of the 2018 season where the Panthers start off 6-2 and and look like Super Bowl contenders and Cam look like an MVP candidate before all everything went to crap at the end of the season his shoulder fell apart and the Panthers fell apart in the second half of the season going what one and seven in that final stretch so if they could get that Cam Newton back they would be absolutely ecstatic about that but they did not believe that was the guy that they had or at least they didn't want to coach Cam Newton for whatever reason they just did not feel like he was the right guy and Cam let it be known on Instagram when the Panthers had said that They are allowing him to seek a trade that he said, I do not want this. This is them. Don't put words in my mouth. This is a decision that y'all are making. Cam goes to New England last season. Pandemic year gets signed right around the 4th of July. So didn't really get a full off season. Also, everything was really different last year with the NFL and how teams were able to you know, meet and practice and try to install their offenses. And for a quarterback learning a new system in Josh McDaniel's system, it was going to be difficult for him to transition. He looked good, awesome, old Cam against Seattle on that Sunday night. Then he gets COVID, it's never the same. Eight touchdowns to 10 interceptions, but 12 rushing touchdowns. I know of Cam Newton in the past, people have always tried to ignore his rushing stats, the Cam haters have. You can't ignore it. So 20 total touchdowns, which is more than what Teddy Bridgewater gave you last season, and is more than what Sam Darnold was on track to give you this season. Cam Newton last year, though, objectively, was just okay. He was an average quarterback. And I think it's fair to say that when the New England Patriots thought so highly of him that they drafted Mac Jones in the first round. They did that. They got their quarterback of the future. Yes, they signed Cam for one more year. 
But after Cam tested positive for COVID, or didn't test positive, but he had a mix-up with the COVID protocols, he missed five days during training camp, Mac Jones got all the reps, and then the Patriots decided that Mac Jones was their starter, and that they did not believe Cam could be the backup to Mac Jones because of just the dominating presence that he has, and Cam said this when he went on YouTube with his dad, Cecil, and just saying that teams are intimidated by Cam and that they don't believe that he can be a backup, even though he said he's more than willing to, and he thinks the Patriots could win games back and he would have been supportive. It's just one of the common misconceptions about who Cam Newton is, that people think he's lazy, that he's selfish, which is not true. You talk to anyone who's ever played with Cam Newton, that he's the hardest working guy on the roster. First guy in, last one out, that everyone surrounds themselves around him and believes in him and loves him and his leadership. But the Patriots did not feel like they could have that presence in the locker room, so they let him go. And as we've seen in week 10 of the NFL, no team until now, has brought Cam Newton in, at least to sign him. The Seahawks had an opportunity when Russell Wilson went down with a finger injury. Cam Newton came out and said he was vaccinated, that he was then open to be signed by teams. He wanted to play football, but no one wanted him. So I made that point in a way by saying, like, what has he proven to tell anyone or the, the prove that the Carolina Panthers were wrong about letting go of him? I didn't like it. Again, I did not like it in the moment the Carolina Panthers moved on from Cam Newton, but I understood where they were coming from. All that being said, not necessarily were they wrong to move on from Cam Newton, but all the decisions that they made afterwards were wrong. If you want to get rid of a franchise legend, the face of the franchise, so be it. Your own prerogative, you can do that. But you better be able to identify who's going to come in here and put butts in seats and put this team and organization on the path to a Super Bowl. Bridgewater was never going to be that. Donald was never going to be that. Had they drafted a quarterback, either this past spring, whether it been Justin Fields or Mac Jones, or they would have traded up and got Trey Lance, then we're not sitting here pining for Cam Newton. The fan base wouldn't have been. They would have had hope for a rookie quarterback. They did not get that opportunity. They did not. And then even a year prior, had they been able to get a Justin Herbert or any of those quarterbacks that were drafted or Tua, then there would have been hope that this guy can be the next franchise quarterback in Carolina. Instead, they tried to cheat the process. Maybe there's a good argument to be made that Teddy Bridgewater was only supposed to be a bridge quarterback here for Carolina, that eventually they would have gotten a rookie. But David Tepper and the Panthers organization, they grew impatient and they wanted one now. And I can understand Tepper having sat there for four straight seasons of losing football and having to watch Cam fall apart and watching Kyle Allen be terrible and Taylor Heineke and Will Greer and PJ Walker, that he wanted to find a quarterback. So I can understand that, especially for a guy, remember, who paid $2.25 billion straight cash for the Carolina Panthers. I get it. I totally get it. And I didn't think that they would go back to backslide. Because in your relationships, you break an old girl, you go back to, are you going back to your ex? Do you go back to your ex, especially when you guys have a very emotional breakup, a public one at that? Are you going back and saying, hey, I was wrong, baby, come back home? No. Most people don't have that in them. Most people don't have enough pride. So I don't really want to give the Panthers credit, but I got to kind of give them a little bit of credit for understanding the situation that you can't look this defense in the eye. You can't look these men in that locker room in the eye and tell them that PJ Walker's your guy. And Matt Barkley, if he goes down, he's going to be the guy too. You can't do that. We've seen from last year and earlier this year that P.J. Walker's not that dude. He's not even a good backup quarterback in the National Football League. And I had said this throughout the offseason that the Carolina Panthers are really serious about trying to be a contender potentially this season. And if something happens to Darnold, they're screwed. Will Greer wasn't going to be able to go in there and win you three or four games in a four-week period. Same thing with P.J. Walker. So I didn't understand why they did not get a veteran backup to that at the very least. 
be a mentor to Darnold, but also in the event where Darnold went down, a guy who had never played a 16-game schedule and now, again, will never play a full-season schedule because he's probably not playing the rest of the year and he's also injured, you got to find someone who's good enough to do that. And P.J. was not going to be that guy. Neither, neither was Will Greer going to be that guy. So at the very least, I give them credit for recognizing that the best option for this team, for this organization, was to bring back Cam Newton and see what he can do. I don't know if Ace Boogie's the same guy that we saw in 2018. I don't know if he plays what he played last year, if that's going to be good enough for the Carolina Panthers because they'll back after the schedule starting on Sunday at Arizona and then with Buffalo on the road and in two games against Tampa and then even New Orleans in the Superdome. That's going to be a bear. It's going to be a beast. But I'd rather go into war with this guy than P.J. Walker. And I promise you, every single man in that locker room, whether they played with Cam or not, feels the exact same way. So, yes, I'm sitting here sitting, telling you I'm going to eat crow. I was wrong for being so brazen and so bold and saying that Cam Newton would never come back here. I just didn't think the Panthers would do it. They swallowed that pride as plenty of people on Panthers Twitter have been saying the last couple of weeks, telling the Panthers to swallow that pride and go out there and bring back Cam. And damn it, they did it. So good for the Carolina Panthers for bringing back Cam Newton. I applaud them. I'm an idiot. Put me in the stockade at Romar Bearden Park. Throw tomatoes at me publicly flog me do whatever you gotta do whatever makes you feel better about the stupid things that i said maybe my logic wasn't far off it doesn't really matter at the end of the day i was bold i was brash but i told y'all who've listened to the show who've asked questions on the friday mailbag about cam newton come back i've said to you i don't think it's gonna happen but if it does i'll be for it i'll be totally fine with cam newton come back here i will be all about it and i will graciously accept my freezing cold take i will take it old takes exposed on twitter please retweet me call me a clown call me an idiot do whatever you gotta do because who cares we all win cam newton's back here in carolina i'm pumped up about it you're pumped up about it let freaking go Okay, so being told since it's an emergency episode, I got to, you know, help out our sponsors here. So, hey, Panther fans, it's Julian Council. You already know that. With an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about, it's called Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get up to bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back by using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN. So I was wrong. Cam Newton's back here as a Carolina Panther and I'm fired up. You're fired up. Everyone's jacked up. It's great. And I've said this. We talked about it last week in the last couple weeks where the Patriots fans have taken over Bank of America Stadium. The Vikings fans shockingly took over the stadium. Eagles fans have taken over the stadium. That's a pattern behavior that we've seen throughout the years when it comes to legacy franchises like the Steelers, like the 49ers, now the Patriots because of the 20 years of success they have there with the six Super Bowls and Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. I get that. And even the Eagles, they, they travel well. But the Vikings, to come into our house and to be yelling at our fans, fighting our fans for that to happen, I understand the frustration. But I, was, I asked last week on Sunday, what's more embarrassing? That being overtaken at your own stadium or the product on the field. And certainly it's been the product on the field. And if the Carolina Panthers want to see more butts in seats, 
They needed to improve the product on the field, particularly at quarterback. Ain't nobody trying to see Teddy Bridgewater play quarterback. Nobody's trying to see P.J. Walker. They damn sure not trying to see Sam Donald after what he's done over the last couple weeks. So the only way to get butts in seats the rest of the season, well... I didn't say this on Sunday, but as we've seen, it's definitely Cam Newton. The Carolina Panthers have re-signed Cam Newton. The terms are up to $10 million for the rest of the year, including $4.5 million fully guaranteed and $1.5 million roster bonus. So about $6 million, $6 million he's getting. He can get about four more million, make it to $10 million with um, roster incentives and based on what he does. And I'm sure if he gets this team to the playoffs, that will help him get that kind of money. But the Carolina Panthers fans, y'all, you've been upset about what's gone on the last couple weeks in terms of what the stadiums look like. Next Sunday, Ron Rivera is coming back home. That was already going to be a big game. We thought the Patriots game would be a big game when Cam Newton was with them and when that got announced on the schedule and what date it would be. And there was also questions of whether he'd even be the starting quarterback. And as we know, he ended up getting released and cut by the Patriots. And Mac Jones was the starter last week as the Panthers, unfortunately, lost that game and fell to four and five. That was supposed to be a big game. This will also be a big game next Sunday against the uh, the, fo- the football team when Washington when um, Ron Rivera and Washington come here to Charlotte. It's going to be even bigger now that it's not just Ron homecoming, it's Cam homecoming. That place better be full of Panther fans. I can't imagine there's any Washington football team fans anymore after what Dan Snyder's done to that organization. That place better be jumping, better be packed. That might be one of the best environments we've seen in a long time. I had brought this up on Twitter back when Georgia and Clemson had their game there. I I got to go sit at that game, and it was just an environment that I don't think I've ever felt a buzz like that at Bank of America Stadium. I've been to the playoff game back in 03 season against Dallas on a Saturday evening. That was nuts. But I didn't go to the the, uh, the, the Cardinals game the Ryan Lindley game where the Panthers had the 7-8-1 season. I didn't go to that game. I was living in Connecticut when they had the game against Seattle and, of course, the NFC title game against the Cardinals. So I've, I haven't been to every playoff game, admittedly, but I grew up in that stadium going to all the regular season games. I've seen what that stadium can be like. I had never felt that buzz until I went to Clemson, Georgia. I expect that same buzz next Sunday against the football team. I expect that buzz the rest of the season as long as Cam Newton's here. And Matt Rule's talked about how he wants to be playing meaningful football games in December, that he wants these guys to have a playoff effort. And on Sunday in the loss of the Patriots, that was not what they had there. Defensively, they did. Defense only gave up 17 points. I know there's still people who want to blame the defense for the loss. How can you do that when the offense gets the two takeaways from the defense and put in set, and set up in plus territory and do, does absolutely nothing with it? Now, with Cam Newton, you're hoping things can change. And that's the thing. Cam Newton's been brought in here for the Carolina Panthers to help them get to the playoffs. That's what they want to do. They've made moves like C.J. Henderson and they're more for the future. They've made moves like Stephon Gilmore that are win-now moves. And I asked a couple weeks ago, after they brought in, I think, Henderson, even in, in, in between the Henderson and Gilmore deals, is this team in win-now mode? Look at the defense. Second best in the league. Brian Burns, Hassan Reddick, those guys are menaces off the edge. Jeremy Chin's having another fantastic season. Shaq Thompson is having his best season of his career as a Carolina Panther. He's everywhere defensively at the linebacker spot, and he is their heart and soul of that defense. Derek Brown's played well. Daquan Jones has played well. That defense is too damn good to have the Carolina Panthers offense go out there and have the performances that they've had over the last couple of weeks. It's just unacceptable, and I had mentioned this on Sunday. It's unacceptable to have a defense this good to have built the roster to this point where you have a good kicker now and Zane Gonzalez has not missed a kick, at least that hasn't been blocked, it's unacceptable to have fixed those two parts of the team and for the offense to week in and week out put up a goose egg and to be awful, just terrible. 
unacceptable. Now with Cam Newton, you better hope things are going to change. And I, I am skeptical of how much they change. I don't really know how good Cam really is nowadays, but I believe in him a hell of a lot more than I did with Sam Donald ever and with P.J. Walker. He can't be worse. He's definitely got to be a better quarterback. And, Sam, and Cam said this when he got released by New England. There's not 32 guys better than me. And Sam Donald damn sure is one of those guys. So we'll see. Looking at it offensively for the Carolina Panthers moving forward, like Joe Brady... He was on the hot seat, I felt like, at the coordinator position. This is a chance for him to to save his job and to basically be like, look, it wasn't my fault. It's the quarterback's fault. Because last year with Teddy, mind you, four guys over 1,000 yards from scrimmage. We've talked about this multiple times. Mike Davis, Curtis Samuel, TJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. Now you got Cam in this game. And the running aspect of it, Matt Rule said he wants to run the football. They want to have 56 completions and rushing attempts combined. Okay, that's possible if Cam out there, if you want to be a running football team. Let's also recognize that against the Bills and the Bucks, and on Sunday against the Cardinals, going to be very hard to be able to run the football against them and expect to win the game. In the NFL nowadays, in football nowadays, it's a pass-heavy game. You have to have an elite passing game. And Matt Rule says that, that that's not what they had, in part because the offensive line is terrible and we... Don't, don't forget, the offensive line that Cam Newton's going to be behind is still going to be bad. You have Deontay Brown, who's been designated to return from IR, which is positive, certainly, and we'll see what kind of role he plays. But we're looking at on Sunday whether Cam plays or not, and I'm not quite sure. We'll get into that here in just a few. But Dennis Daly at left tackle, Michael Jordan at left guard, um, Pat Elfline at center, right guard is going to be Trent Scott, and Terry Moten at right tackle. You still don't trust really anyone on that offensive line outside of the right tackle. And at least Cam has proven in the past that he can overcome bad offensive lines. When people were making excuse after excuse after excuse for Sam Darnold, they were always like, oh, we had a bad offensive line. He needs a better offensive line. You can't win behind this offensive line. Look at the old lines Cam played behind. Look at the guys he was throwing to. The MVP, his receivers were Ted Ginn, Philly Brown, um, Devin Funches, Jericho Cotchery, who was washed up. His best receiver was a tight end in Greg Olson. And he won the MVP. So I don't want to hear anything about what Sam Darnold did not did did or did not have in New York or here in Carolina when he was a starter here. I don't want to hear it. Cam Newton has proven that he can maximize the talent around him, which is integral for a guy to be a franchise quarterback, which is what Cam Newton was here in Carolina. And we'll see what happens moving forward. Now, when will he first play? I would imagine he's probably going to get his debut next week against Washington. It's Thursday where they've signed him here in Carolina. And... Uh, I guess he's probably healthy, ready to go. Can he learn enough to playbook for the Carolina Panthers to go out there and play against the Cardinals with him as a starting quarterback? I don't know. I don't know what Cam's comprehension and like how quickly he can learn a playbook. And I have no idea. I would much rather see him play on Sunday with a limited knowledge of the playbook than PJ Walker, just knowing what his talent is compared to PJ's. I just would probably expect him to be inactive on Sunday. That's that's my expectation. We'll see. Hopefully he plays, but my expectation that he will play against the Washington football team. And here's the thing now, too. So they lose on Sunday against Arizona if Cam doesn't play. That means the Panthers are 4-6. Four 4-6, and six. Four and six, seven games left to play. He got three straight games against Washington, who should beat, at home, on the road against Miami, who's terrible, who should beat, and Atlanta, who should beat. That gets the Carolina Panthers, then the 7-6, and six, where going back early in the season, we talk about what this team potentially could do and where they need to be going to the final four games of the season. I brought up seven and six, eight and five at the very least to be where they could have maybe a margin for error. And looking at the rest of the NFC, 
and where you have Atlanta situated and Minnesota, you have unfortunately lost a tiebreaker to, and some of these other teams are going to be in the wild card hunt and Russell Wilson and the Seahawks and maybe even the 49ers, like eight, nine, seven, and 10 might be good enough. So if you go out there and you beat the, the Saints or you get one of those games at home um, against the, you get a home, you get the home win against the Buccaneers, get the eight wins, nine wins, you're in the playoffs, baby. The way things are working out. That's their hope that Cam Newton's going to be able to drag this team into the playoffs. He's going to be able to save the season. Now, what happens if he does that? That's a conversation we'll certainly talk about more in detail over the next couple of weeks and throughout the rest of the season. If he does that, the Carolina Panthers got a really tough decision to make. Not really, but they got, they're going to have to make a decision at quarterback. Does that now mean that Cam Newton once again is going to be their starting quarterback in their franchise? We will see. Because they didn't want to coach him in the first place, and now they got him back here hoping for him to bail their ass out. So we'll see what happens contract-wise. What happens if he plays poorly? Then you got another painful breakup. All the people that were clamoring on Twitter for Cam Newton, they're not going to look dumb, but they're going to be brokenhearted. Like, it's not a bad... I don't think anyone's really wrong by saying I want they want to see Cam Newton. I didn't think it was going to happen. I don't really think people are really wrong, even though I am, for saying that like they don't see it's going to happen just based off of the decision that they made and what all of a sudden has changed in their mind in terms of their evaluation of the quarterback. That would make them want him. Now, evaluation of the quarterback position currently in Carolina forced their hands... So Cam Newton is now back here in Carolina. We will talk more about this throughout the upcoming weeks and based off how Cam plays, what his future is past this season in Carolina. Right now, I'm focused on what he can do the next eight weeks and maybe probably seven weeks here and if he can save this season. We will see. I, I hope to God he can. I'm excited that he's back. It makes his team a hell of a lot more interesting. The defense is already fun to watch. Special teams, like I mentioned, has gotten fixed, at least in the kicking game. Now, coverage is still not great either way, but still, Cam has an opportunity here to be even more of a legend than he already is. And you look at the situation. How many more cities out there across the nation would be this welcoming of a player like Cam Newton? Like, I'm sure the Patriots organization, the the Boston, New England area would be ecstatic if Tom Brady ever came back and came to save their season in kind of similar fashion. But I can't look around a lot of places and think that Cam and, and see them in those cities and think that they would have the same reaction that people here in Charlotte are having to Cam Newton being back here in Carolina. I, it's it's awesome to see. And you also, you look at it too offensively. Robbie Anderson's had a horrible year. Wasn't bad last year with Teddy, but he's been bad this year. Whether it's been scheme, what he's been asked to do, or it's been Darnold, things haven't been have not worked out. Can maybe Robbie be re, re, uh, resurrected this season? Go back to the 2015 season with Ted Ginn Jr. The deep ball threat that he was. Cam, we talk about the arm string and all that. I don't know where he is at physically with the shoulder. But I have to imagine that the dude was, he said he was the healthiest that had ever been last year heading into the season and with his shoulder. And then he hasn't played all season long. So he's got to be fine. There's no wear and tear on it. At least he doesn't have to deal with a 17-game schedule of wear and tear on his shoulder. He hasn't been taking hits. So you got to think he's ready to go with that candidate he's got on his arm. Robbie Anderson, deep ball, could be back. DJ Moore's disappeared over the last couple weeks because of defenses shading to his side and, and Sam Darnold being terrible. Now DJ Moore. And you got Christian McCaffrey back. So you can have McCaffrey. Just think about, you, you can run the zone read. You can run a speed option with Cam and McCaffrey out there. This offense becomes far more threatening with Ace Boogie back there at quarterback than they were with Sam Darnold or even with PJ Walker if he has to play on Sunday. Be excited about that, man. I, I'm fired up. 
All right, I gotta get in, I guess, one more of these ad reads. I don't understand why they're making me do this, but they gotta pay the bills, you gotta support the people that support us, like McDonald's, who's been around since 1965, serving communities proudly. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect, a place where classmates can meet up for a study group, knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. The M&M McFlurry, of course, is my favorite. Win or lose, it's the place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come to recharge. It's the place you always look forward to stopping out on a long road trip to rest your legs and to refuel. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Did someone say Locked On Panthers watch party? Damn, better well be one now that Cam Newton's back. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, I'm loving it. And I'm absolutely loving Cam Newton's back here in Carolina. Again, Cam Newton, Cameron Jarrell Newton, the Carolina Panthers have agreed the terms up to $10 million. He's going to get $4.5 million guaranteed with $1.5 million in roster bonuses. So $6 million and then get $4 million potentially added on based off of how this team plays the rest of the way. Will he play on Sunday? I don't know. I would expect him to make his debut when Ron Rivera makes his return here to Bank of America Stadium next Sunday afternoon as the Washington football team comes to play the Panthers at BOA. They're on 800 South Main Street in Uptown Charlotte. Huge game in huge upcoming weeks. And the interest of this team is going to go through the roof now. And that's the thing with Carolina Panthers too. When Cam Newton came here, national media folk didn't talk about Cam. Cam, and this is what Darren Gant, who writes CarolinaPanthers.com or Panthers.com has said. Cam Newton makes people stupid. Maybe he made me stupid the other day. That might, that's my first offense ever, if that's the case. But either way, Cam Newton makes people stupid. But people talk about him. There's interest in Cam. No one wants to watch Carolina Panthers if Cam Newton's not out here, at least nationwide. You can say all you want about Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey is he's missed 18 of the 25 games he's played since Matt Rule's been here the last two seasons. And that's not a I'm not banging on, on C-Mac. He's a great player. But people aren't run, watching games to watch running backs. And people are really tuning in to watch Derrick Henry in Tennessee. No one wants to watch the Titans. But they had a good quarterback and a franchise face and a, a, polar, uh, a polarizing player like Cam Newton. They're going to tune in. Bet your ass come 4.05 Eastern time and across this nation when the Panthers are playing on Sunday, there are going to be a lot of people watching the Panthers, whether Newton plays or not, because Cam Newton's back here in Carolina. And next Sunday against Washington, I don't know who's going to be on a broadcast call, but I'm telling you, they're not going to bring their their second, their third crew or their fourth or fifth crew there on Fox. They're going to bring in their number two at the very least. You might get Tro- Troy and Buck here, the number one crew. Interest can be through the roof of the Panthers moving forward now that Cam Newton's back. Will he be big, good enough to, to get them to the playoffs? I don't know. I have no idea. Like, I'm excited. I'm also, you know, trying to be measured about this, and, and I'm a little bit skeptical. I'm just naturally skeptical of, of a lot of things, and I don't know how good Cam is still. And last year, didn't really, didn't didn't have the season I was hoping he was going to have. I was hoping he was going to rain fire and brimstone all, all over the entire league and that he was going to light him up, and that just did not happen outside of the Seattle game. But Cam Newton can still play. I've long believed he can still play. But at what level can he take you now? What level can he elevate a team? Now, the Carolina Panthers, though, here's the thing. Back in the past, with the bad offense lines and the limited skill players, he carried the team. He no longer has to do that. Matt Rule spoke all offseason about Sam Grano doesn't have to come here and be more than anything than be more than what he is. He just got to go out here and play his role. Cam Newton can come in here and just play his role. Because he's got DJ, he's got Robbie, he's got Christian McCaffrey, he's got Terrace Marshall, he's got weapons around him. O-line still trash. But the defense is great, which was when he was here. So Cam doesn't even have to carry the load anymore. So imagine what a Cam Newton, if he can be the 2018 virgin, 
what a Cam Newton can be when he does not have to carry the load. And that was a frustrating a lot, a lot of fans had when he left. Is like, wow, the Carolina Panthers finally get weapons around a quarterback, but there's no longer Cam. Well, Cam's here. The weapons are here. And let's hope the Carolina Panthers can figure things out the rest of the way. Because the offense is just average. Better than what they've been. They've been horrible. If they're just average to good with this defense, there's no reason why they're not in the thick of the NFL playoff race in the NFC come week 16, 17, and 18. There's no reason why they can't be there, especially if Cam Newton can give us at least a portion of what he was in the first half of that season back in 2018. And if not, just what he was a little bit in the first part of the season last year in New England. And in that parts last season, I think he can still play. How good is he? I don't know. We'll find out over the next couple of weeks and we'll see what this team's able to do. So the Carolina Panthers, once again, have re-signed Cam Newton. And everyone here in Charlotte and across the Carolinas is fired the hell up. All right, that wraps up another edition here of the Locked On Panthers podcast. We'll still be doing the weekly Friday mailbag coming out on Friday. Going to have to uh, amend some of your questions, so go ahead and send more of those in. Releasing this now Thursday afternoon. Thank you so much for listening. Follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where you can either at me or DM me with those weekly mailbag questions or your hate um, for the things I said about Cam and he wouldn't come back here and being so dismissive of you. Again, I apologize. Um, And also make sure to rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and all those places. I will talk to you guys on Friday. Cam Newton is back. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.